One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Will Duggan. Oh, hiya, mate. I'm just chatting about the uh, environmental impact of my vape pen. I didn't realize you were recording. I thought I was talking to you, but it turns out I was talking to myself. You're talking to the world. Hello, world. We are in Stratford-upon-Avon. We are uh, home of one of the most exciting things in history, I'd say. Um, Of course, you say Stratford-upon-Avon, and I think butterflies. Yeah! Listen up. If we wanted to know about some dead white guy, we would do literally any history ever. We don't. We want to know about butterflies. So we're here at Stratford-upon-Avon Butterfly Farm because Georgia asked us to go to Stratford-upon-Avon. I had a look and I thought, do you know what? Shakespeare gets enough. He just gets enough, doesn't he? Whereas butterflies, who's advocating for butterflies? Um, hmm, Lewis Carroll? Maybe. Now before we start, we're sort of just over halfway through series three now, aren't we, Will? We are just over halfway through series three now. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed making it. Yeah, we really hope you've enjoyed it. We're starting to turn our attention to series four and whether or not series four is going to happen. If you're enjoying uh, National Treasures and you'd like it to happen, we need your help. We would love you to go to our Patreon and think about becoming a patron of the National Treasures podcast. Yeah. Uh, when Laura said help, read cash. Yeah. Uh, so we it have... costs us a hell of a lot of money. Oh yeah, we're hemorrhaging money. We, we are hemorrhaging money. So we've got the patron. Uh, we really want to do series four, but we also want to eat. Um, so if you go to, as Laura said, patreon.com forward slash national treasures, you can see the two tiers. It's basically a fiver a month. It's a pound a week for... Well, what do you get, Laura, for your Well, patron? see, we want to make it fair, because we know that um, if, if you're thinking of signing up, it's because you like us and what we do. So, in exchange for you signing up and giving us some money to help us make the main series, we give you five extra episodes every month, four years and years, and one live stream, Places and Places, which is where we do a deep dive on a place that we can't visit for National Treasures because it's not on this little island. Yeah, and we do that uh, over Zoom. So, we've done a, uh, quite a few of them already. We get people to come, we have a chat together, it's really nice a little join together I think if I wasn't one of the hosts of National Treasures I would probably join the patron but then I'd be losing more money so I can't do that that's a terrible idea so So, yeah we really want to make series four we love doing the podcast we love each other we've never done a kiss but it's on the cards it's on the (laughs) cards you feel the tension ramping up so we just wanted to say that if you're enjoying National Treasures podcast and you've had a like wild thought about maybe supporting us financially please give it a thought because we're trying to see if series four is viable now back to series three 
I'm excited about the butterfly farm. Do you know what I'm immediately thrilled about here? Um, the butterflies? Yes. And also, when I was emailing the really nice person about, like, we always email first and say, can we come? Are you okay with us recording while we're there? They immediately said, what day are you coming and what time? And I said, and they were like, listen, don't bother turning up before 11.30. I've got a truckload of school kids. You don't want to be here while they're here. And as we, so we've arrived, it's, what, it's about <laughs> half 12 now? Yeah. There's a truckload of school kids on their way out. Like, ah, we've yeah. missed you. And we love uh, that. And I just love that they warned us about that. And they were like, yeah avoid avoid so um should we head in and find some butterflies let's flutter on <gasps> you can probably hear that we are now in <laughs> you'll be able to hear the heaters you can hear the heaters you can hear the water you can tell from my tone of voice that i am damp <laughs> yeah it's um it's musty in here so we've come in it's like basically if you've ever been to a garden center there's always a bit that's sort of a big greenhouse, covered in netting, a bit warmer, got that tropical, artificial yeah. feeling. Um, he said it's, what, 22, 24 degrees in here? It's lovely. It's, balmy. It's balmy. I wish I was in shorts. Um, oh, a butterfly really nearly landed on your head then. So you walk in, and it's like a path, arrows on the ground. So there was a butterfly on the floor that I thought was uh, dead. <laughs> but he said it's just, and basically it, lost, it landed on me. I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> So I'm much not bigger. sure how I feel about it, Laura. There's butterflies everywhere, basically. You walk through the door and it is Butterfly City. You're on their turf. They're so much bigger than I thought they would be. They're, they're like 20 centimetres span across. Well, you'll see from the, on, on the Instagram. <laughs> they're huge. And I know that they are nice and I know that they are harmless. But whenever they come near me, I think I'm about to die. They are flappy. Um, so the main ones we've seen so far, there's brown ones... But they're, but so, they're so vibrant on the inside. The the big oh, there's one that's please. like dive bombing us at the moment. That's a really beautiful cerulean blue. No, no, no that's the same one. Is it? Look, Is that what they're like? That like? They're <gasps> so they're big brown boys on the outside. They look just like they're poo poo flies, or butter poos, and and then when they open their wings up, they're all blue and bright in in the um in the middle. Yes, I'm going to try and catch a photo, Laura. Like a candid upskirt photo of this butterfly <laughs> when it opens its wings. It's nice. So the one that I thought was dead was actually wasn't very worried. He'd lost some legs. It's a big table full of fruit where they just put the ones that are having a bit of a bad time. And then they just recuperate on there. It's like a little spa. A spa full of mouldy fruit for butterflies. Smashed oh, it. beautiful. Right, should we head There's a guy it? hanging out under this leaf. Above Will's head right now is a massive leaf. And there's a little guy hanging underneath there. I think he's green, but it's hard to tell because of the reflected green light of the leaf. Could also be a leaf. No, no, no. No, I know, but I'm just saying, that's his camouflage. Um, oh, there's more guys up there, look. So there's a little board just to our right now, and it's got some information on other animals that live in, a, like, a jungle habitat. Uh, the first one I my eyes have been drawn to is the jaguar, so I hope it's not one in the greenhouse. <laughs> oh, see, my eyes were drawn to the chakalaka. Yeah. There's a bird called a chakalaka. Uh, it's not it's not endangered, which is nice. The sound made by the chakalaka gives the bird its name. What, what noise is that? Chakalaka. Like that. I know the one. Like that. I know the one. Hey, what I really like here is that each of these animals on the board has its own footprint, and then they've done paths through the jungly room that we're in now, and if you follow those footprints, you'll find each of the animals. 
Let's go and try and find some footprints then, and some animals. with see-through wings. Oh my god, that's amazing. That is genuinely incredible. This, but, so a butterfly here is sort of got like a brown lacy outside and then it just looks see-through, like it's, it's like glass. Yeah, I did think for a second that it was um, like a hole. Yeah. Because it can't be, because like the, 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 the thing wouldn't work. <laughs> no. There's a, it's sitting on a little table stand, which I guess they fill with sugar water, and so they can like dip down into it and drink the sugar water. That's exactly what this guy's doing. I, um, huge statue of a penis. That is what that is. Um, I never have understood why butterflies are so beloved and moths get such a bad rap. I think as moths are bothersome at night and they're not pretty. Some moths are very pretty, and some butterflies are uggos. Yeah, but moths, moths are out in the in the night, so you can't see how pretty they are. Ooh, so the guy that Will is um, photographing now almost looks like one of those really nice bantam hens, you know? It's white with brown stripes, and then it looks like little hearts on it. What's mad about butterflies, I think, is like, you know sometimes you get like, dogs and cats with beautiful patterns but butterflies haven't been bred by us to do this which makes it extra cool yeah they're just nature's show-off yeah they've done it themselves like they've shagged the fittest other flying things so much that this has happened i get it (laughs) (gasps) look at that one so the one in front of us now is like a really matte velvet black with pinky red like corally hot red down the middle of it will's taking photos of all of these so make sure to head over to our instagram to have a look at these but that lime is amazing green. there's one here that's lime green laura and like you think you like you're saying how pretty they are is there's camouflage like these ones we've seen you sort of you don't notice them then they open their wings they're like but i'm fit <laughs> don't eat me i'm too sexy Shall we um, head into the discovery zone? Yeah, discovery zone. Here we go. So we've gone through like that cellophane wrapping like, like, like it's a deli. And we're in the discovery zone now. It's a little bit cooler in here. So did you know that the Atlas moth, Laura, I'm reading now, by the way, guys, is the largest moth in the world, right? I didn't. Um, so they're either named after the Titan god of endurance, Atlas... Or the map. Or the map. Yeah, they're, they're basically they look like a map, yeah. And the tip- oh, I was being facetious, no. but that is actually it. <laughs> and the tips of their wings look a lot like the head of a snake. <gasps> so when it hides, it waggles its wing to make me think it's a snake. Nature's crazy. Does not have a mouth. What? Like many moths. So it just eats when it's a caterpillar and then never eats again? Yeah, and then it dies of, I imagine, hunger. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wouldn't you just be so sad not to have a mouth? <laughs> I'd wear smaller jeans. <laughs> There's a little wall thing all about caterpillars. We're stick insects. There's a glass box over here with stick insects and a jungle nymph. Jungle nymphs inhabit the forests of Malaysia and Will's dreams. Jungle nymphs, water nymphs. Wood nymphs. They give me wood nymphs. 
Stick insects were a real craze when I was a kid. People had stick insects. Just as a about pet. to say, about once a week, some idiot would bring in like a small black finger who wants a stick insect. Mum always said no because what's the point? And as a child, I was furious. But looking back, I was like, yeah, fair play. So there's also another wall thing over here about the amazing butterfly life cycle. So first of all, the butterfly has got to find someone to do kissing with. Butterfly kissing. So, boom. They're out there. Does some kissing. Male butterfly finds a lady butterfly. Days 4 to 11, the lady butterfly finds herself a nice spot and lays some eggs. It's got to have a good view. It's got to have central heating. It's got to have access to a coffee shop. It's got to be pram accessible. Well, that's humans. Um, in most butterflies will lay their eggs on one or two species of plant only, where some butterflies will do it anywhere. Then, sluts. day 12 to 19, the butterfly, the caterpillar, emerges. A caterpillar is little more than an eating machine, which you'll know if you've read the book, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Or The World Dragon Autobiography. Handsome and solid. Uh, so what they're doing as a, as a caterpillar is, you're a, you're a real piece of shit, you know that. Uh, they build up their fat reserves to help become a butterfly. The feast begins, the very first thing it eats is its very own eggshell. That's like... That's like being a baby and being born and just grumpfing your own placenta. Yeah, or the wicked witch eating her own gingerbread house. Oh my god, it goes so fast that the skin stretches. Oh, I've been there, mate. Um... <laughs> And it sheds its skin and replaces it. I haven't been there, mate. I've shed my jeans and replaced them. <laughs> so he grows massive, massive, quick, 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 quick. Then when he's fully grown, stops eating, changes colour, starts producing silk thread to attach itself to a twig. Been there, mate. Sheds its skin for the last time. And then reveals a hard skin underneath, which is the chrysalis. So oh, what? I thought it would like wrap itself up in something. I didn't think that the chrysalis was it. We weren't listening in primary school then. Caterpillars are disgusting. <laughs> so this is this is my favourite thing about caterpillars that come in butterflies. Did you know? Uh, I'm reading more than this one now. thing that you like. What about butterflies? Yeah, one, they're fit. Two, uh, they start off as very hungry caterpillars. And three, this, within the pupa. The caterpillar releases loads of enzymes and turns itself, Laura, into a caterpillar soup. Like it turns itself into a soup and then grows the butterfly from that soup. It's the metamorphosis. But did you know, and this isn't from the wall, iron is from my life, some scientists sort of like trained caterpillars to be scared of, I don't know, the colour red or whatever. Then when the soup happens and the butterfly comes, the butterfly, who was once the caterpillar, is still scared of the colour red. Like that soup can retain memories. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Anyway. It emerges. And now it's a butterfly. It has about three weeks, which it spends mainly trying to find a lady butterfly to bang. Oh, it's depressing being anything other than a human, in my opinion. Shall we head on do to you think next? I'm allowed to eat a snack in here? I don't know, but I'm probably going to do a wee in here. I'm going to have a snack while you do that then. What snack are you going to have? Um, a little protein chocolate bar. Have you been in the toilet in here? Yeah. 
Do the ladies' toilets have a video of caterpillars eating really fucking loud? Yeah. Put me right off my wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still eating my snack. Um, so there's a lovely emerging case made. It's not natural. It's, it's a butterfly. Behave. I hate things that flap around my head. You've chosen to come here. Georgia said, let's go to Stratford. We could have gone to Anna Hathaway's cottage, no. the Shakespeare birthplace. A uh, theatre, I imagine. But where have you chosen to come? Somewhere that you don't like to flap around your head. How fun does that happen? Anyway, it's an emerging case. It's the perfect example, perfect environment for a, um, you know, a pupa to emerge as a butterfly. And it looks absolutely fantastic. Uncle Laura, I'm going to pass you the uh, microphone so I can take a photo of this because I, I love it. It's sort of like... You know if you go to like a posh deli place and they have a fridge with glass and then they've got all the cured meats hanging there? It's like that, but for caterpillars. And just It's the other end of the life cycle, isn't it, really? This is birth as opposed to cured death. Yeah, it's like if you're the sort of pervert that likes eating baby things, you know? Um, there's one, so there's a like few... Like much up apple. What? That's a baby thing. Don't do jokes. Um, <laughs> there's... um. There's a few that are like pretty much out and just look like they're recovering from having come out. Oh, sorry, pop it in. And then there's some, like this one here, that all still looks all raggedy and messed up. He looks still half caterpillar, you know? The thing is though, that soup thing you were chatting about, yeah. why bother going into a hot, like a butterfly is not that different from a caterpillar that you need to become a soup to change. I think it's, a, it's not a choice. Yeah, but that just seems impractical. You're already halfway there. Just put some wings on the back. It's not... I, I, I think you're thick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're done in the discovery zone now. We're going to move back in to the main area. Oh, it's a little cute baby. <laughs> Hello, are you having the best time ever? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a butterfly just landed on the baby. Oh, look at that one. There's a, like, yellow spotty one. Oh, it nearly landed on me. Did you see how brave I was then? I put my hand yeah, out for it. Yeah, you put your it. hand out and it went, nah. It nah, went, no, nah, I don't trust um, you not to smack me. Agreed. Do you know what this place reminds me of? The jungle. In a way, actually, yeah. Kew Gardens. Yeah. Shut up, I'll tell you. Um, a, like a really cool restaurant with a high budget. The Isle of the White. The toilet. The Isle of White. A kiss you once had the Isle with of a kitten. Your first shave. Look at this. <gasps> a fog. We're never going to know what this reminds Will the of. The Isle of Wight Donkey Sanctuary. <laughs> How because, the hell does this remind you of the I'll Isle of Wight Donkey? One, donkeys and right. butterflies are very have, different Have you considered creatures. shutting up for about 18 <laughs> seconds and I'll tell you. Number one. It was a long drive to get here if you're wondering why we were wrestling with each other. I'm not. No, you're being bad. You just said have you considered shutting up for a I'm second. Not, I don't think you have though. <laughs> I said 18 seconds. All right, I'm not going to talk for the rest of the podcast. So what I, it reminds me of is when we went to the Isle of Wight Donkey Sanctuary, you may recall that someone was quite annoyed that all there was was donkeys. And we were like, well, it's the Isle of Wight Donkey Sanctuary. What more do you want? But I will say, if you're not interested in butterflies, there's nothing. It landed on my head. There's nothing, it's gone now, there's nothing for you here. But, I've got to say, they've absolutely smashed out the remit of this being a butterfly farm. I've seen so many butterflies. Laura, any thoughts? I wouldn't have thought this was going to go. Laura, say nothing if you're a bumhead. 
Laura, say nothing if I'm the greatest. Laura, say nothing if I can have your dog for my dinner. I'm going to eat back here, Laura. Okay, we're heading on. <laughs> You're making more work for your edit here, mate. <laughs> All right, we head round. There are statues. So a lot of the uh, butterflies come from Belize. So the jungle is like Belizean. So there's some nice statues. It's not a penis, it's a mushroom. Uh, hallucinatory mushrooms are used in ritual ceremonies that help the Mayan shamans converse with their gods. There's some statues of some drunk lads. I recognise that. Loads of nice statues. So it's really like butterflies and the surrounding areas. There's a photo of Laura ignoring me. That'll be on the Instagram. You've got to, you've got to admire her commitment to the bit. I thought so, no. <laughs> is this, look at the water collected in there, just like in the Bromeliad trilogy, you know, the Terry Pratchett ones? Yes. <gasps> we could listen to more of that today. We can, and we yes. will. Yes. Oh. <gasps> oh, there's fish. So we're coming round, we're in, in the sort of second part of the flight room, and there's a, you can hear the waterfall, I've no doubt, and then there's a big pond in the middle, and it's got enormous koi carp in it. Uh, yeah, and a big statue of like a Mayan head. Where's What's that? Oh, yeah. Uh, over there. Yeah. I've got to say, I really like it. <laughs> Me too, it's very calming, isn't it? Maybe it's also, it's nice coming in winter where you're just warm for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, a ticket here and being this warm is probably cheaper than having the heating on at my house. And also, I will say this, it's that nice warm where it's like summer, not that artificial warm of a car where you're always there a bit too hot. Like, mm. oh, I'll, I'll crack a window. Because it's wet out. warm, innit? Sort that out, car guys. So we're going through another flappy plastic doorway bit into the Mini Beasts Metropolis. Ooh. I used to have a standard routine about Mini Beasts. Was it about your dick? It was about how uh, <laughs> Mini Beasts feature a lot less in my life than my reception year education told <laughs> me they would. They've got an axolotl. I thought until reasonably recently that they weren't real. Axolotls are weird looking, aren't they? They They're are, and I wish my phone could deal... He's swimming right up close to your camera, isn't he? Yeah, my camera could Hello, focus buddy. on Hello, buddy. Hey, bud, bud. They're not sexy axolotls. I don't really think I'd want one as a pet. An Asian forest scorpion somewhere. Asian forest scorpion wins. Uh, okay... I don't really know how big I'm looking for here. Can you imagine if it's like this massive <laughs> thing with wood for the trees in it? I can see some crickets and stuff dropped in to be dinner for the scorpion. But so far, no scorpion. I've got to say, from the picture, he's not small. The terrifying thing, I suppose, if he's not in there, where is he? Oh my god, he's on your back. Oh my god, forget it. Right, we've turned around. Poison, <gasps> poison arrow dying poison arrow frogs. Oh, these guys are cool. Bright yellow and black, like the Lamborghini of frogs. Oh, they're actually called dying as in to colour clothes from a misconception that the locals where they grew up um, used the skin to dye their clothes. In reality, they are not in any issue, and they're fine. They must be poisonous, though, surely. I 
can't think that they wouldn't give you a tummy ache, but I guess it depends how you cook them. If you're going to call it poison arrow frog and it's not poisonous, you're a piece of shit. Shoot your poison arrow to my frog. The next one, there's like um, eggs. Rat hatchlings? Rhinoceros rat hatchlings? Type of snake. Rhino rat snakes? That is just confusing. You can't call a snake a rhino rat. Yeah. That is too confusing. Animals like that that have like hatched here, they're like the reality TV stars. They're like the Miley Cyrus of the animal kingdom. Yeah, they've been bred for success. Yeah. Like people have been watching them since day one. Like like, like the comedian name redacted. <laughs> oh, this, this guy is called a horrid king assassin bug. You can't put horrid in something's name. What's that great joke like on... A, there's a type of penguin called the jackass penguin and someone's like can you imagine that they find one like I'm going to call this penguin the yellow hatted penguin penguin bites researcher do you know what dickhead guess what <laughs> right this has just got ants in it I'm not wasting my time looking at ants a golden orb weaver spider over here oh it's up there look oh that is a real I'm not scared of spiders I don't find them particularly creepy but that guy is built to make human sphere. My thing with spiders is I'm not bothered by them, I don't want to be involved with them. Like um like fans of airsoft. Do you know what I mean? What's airsoft? It's like it's like um like paintball but with ball bearings and people get really virgins play it. Right. I just think, you know, if you can do airsoft that's fine. I just want to be involved with you. Sure. Big shout out to my cousin Andrew. Loves airsoft. <laughs> nice bloke. This is grasshoppers in here. Oh, and they're building a bit more here. That's exciting. So there's going to be more one day. Animals have been moved to avoid stress during the construction work. That makes sense. We've got a giant African millipede. Would you rather have a tarantula running on you or a millipede? Um, can I have neither? No, you have to have one. Is it running on me or am I holding it? It's going to run across your face. You're strapped down. Uh, face up. Yes. How long is it going to take? One minute. It's going to bite me? Mm, don't know. Am I legit safe? You're as safe as you can be with a wild bug crawling on you. Millipedes. Well, I think I'd go tarantula. Millipedes have got too many legs. And I want it very clear. The ideal scenario for me there is neither. <laughs> so that's a little mini beast corner. How lovely. Back out into Butterfly Town. This smell is so garden centre that it just makes me like feel like I'm eight I'm trying to convince my mum to get me a cactus <laughs> we used to go to the garden centre sometimes as a legit day out just to look at the fish I grew up not too far from Poddington garden centre where the Poddington peas are from ah look at the size of those fish well Duggan these fish are bigger than my dog yeah yeah I've got some photos of these big boys Look at that absolute chonker down there. And what they eat? People, by the looks of things. <gasps> a bird! So there's a bird in front of us. It's like blacky, bluey, greeny. You know that like oil slick on black colour? Small. Um, maybe... It's a Chinese painted quail. It's a Chinese painted quail. It's got like a red crusty head and it's, it's kind of digging in the dirt for something. Very beautiful. I'd happily have a quail about the house. I love these see-through ones. 
I think the see-through ones might be my favourite butterfly. Yeah, they are beautiful. That was lovely. Outside is nice, quite peaceful. There's sort of some water areas and uh, like habitat for just natural bugs and stuff to live. And then you can see that they're quite well set up for school visits. So there's just lots of picnic benches and space to eat your own food. And I always think that's nice when you don't have to feel guilty about eating your own packed lunch. Yeah. Laura, be honest with me. Did you enjoy Stratford Butterfly Farm? Oh, I've had a lovely time. It's just really nice and gentle and just is what it is. Do a little bit of learning, nice and warm, just pretty and relaxing and calming and soothing, yeah. Yeah, we're in the middle of town, you can nip in, bish bosh bosh. Anyway, what do you think TripAdvisor says? Oh, okay, so So it's going to be overwhelmingly positive, I think. There are 2,300 reviews of this place on TripAdvisor. Its average rating is 4.5 out of 5. The majority of all of them are 5 stars. So I'm going to give you... Um, a three-star review, which is pretty indicative of all of the ones that aren't five and one. Yeah. It was very busy, and there were far too many people, which meant loads of standing in a queue to see anything. Loads of butterflies, does what it says on the tin, but slightly underwhelming as advertised as the biggest butterfly farm in Europe. Took 40 minutes to see everything. Well, not if you were queuing, it didn't. Reasonable value for money, worth a visit to kill for an hour, especially if the weather outside is naff. Wait, that's the biggest butterfly farm in Europe? Yeah, but it's... Yeah, but Look, I'm not slagging it off. I just thought there would have been massive ones. I reckon that some of them would be like, oh, they're not farms, they're viewing stations. That's a farm. They do it all start right. to end. So that basically, a lot of them say, look, if it's busy, it can be a while to queue. It's not that big. It's fine. But the nice thing about being in there is that it's not like a zoo where you can only see creatures in their thing. The butterflies are just everywhere. So yeah. wherever you are in the queue, you're it. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're in it. I suppose it's like the glass cases yeah, with the yeah, scorpion yeah. and that. Yeah. But anyway, that's what the three stars say. And then the five stars, again, a lot of this is similar all over the board. My friend and I, no children with us, decided to visit and were absolutely not disappointed. Perverts. <laughs> We've come in, no kid, you idiot. We're perverts. We are. Get the leather. You've got a leather, got a leather dress in your car. I have. Not for anyone who doesn't like butterflies flapping around and landed <laughs> on you. And some are very, very large. But wow, stunning and well organised. Some butterflies are as big as birds. It was truly amazing. Loads of butterflies flying around and saying hello. It was like they being... We're not saying hello. I dispute that. We can't see butterfly. We didn't know what they were saying. It was like being in a rainforest. There were also lots of mini beasts to look at. We bought some friendship bracelets. Aww. And now we come to everyone's favourite <sighs> It's like pit- looking at one star trip advisor reviews is like lifting up a rock, isn't it? And just seeing like mini society doing its own thing in the shade. It's fun. Weird. Now I'm reasonably sure <laughs> that the person who wrote this one <laughs> wrote the box ill one from the other week. <laughs> oh no. These people use butterflies to fetch cash for them. <laughs> like training them to come back with it in a net. We are butterfly lovers. They look like beautiful dreams. Fuck off. We found this leaflet at one hotel we stayed in the Cotswolds and we made our visit in the afternoon. It was a hot day and lots of butterflies were on the floor. I saw one was seriously injured. Someone must have stepped on it. I told a staff member about the butterfly and he just picked it up and binned it. Tears in my eyes. I could have put it among the flowers and let it die there. It's the place where they belong. 
After I saw this, I went to see another staff member to suggest her to put up more signs to let people look down when they walk. But her, uh, her reply was very rude and appalling. She said they didn't want to upset people by putting up too many signs. The butterfly would be eaten in the forest by the predators anyway. But that is in nature world! Here, the beautiful creatures are under your care. Their welfare should be properly considered. These people's behaviour and attitude made me believe they just used the butterflies to fetch cash for them. What a ridiculous combination. The beautiful butterflies and the ugly human beings. I really hope so. So someone that's paid money to go and look at butterflies. Yeah, their cash has been fetched. I really hope certain authorities can see my post or chip advisor can raise my concern to someone who really cares. Jesus. I just feel like... Butterflies look like a beautiful dream. Fine. Fine. And yes, I do think you need to have your brain open to the possibilities of animal exploitation and the welfare of animals when you're there. However, paying money to see butterflies in captivity and then complaining that people are using butterflies to get people to pay money to see them is bananas. I imagine, because I live three weeks, loads of butterflies die there. You can't have a graveyard out the back. Yeah. Ugh, people. Should we head into the town? I love the idea that somebody goes through all the one stars of TripAdvisors looking for crimes that they can solve too. Laura, I can put my sunglasses on. <gasps> it is. It's sunny. Yeah, let's go and find somewhere for lunch and explore Stratford-upon-Avon because I don't think I've ever been here before. Shakespeare's from here, you know. Was he? No, someone would have mentioned it. I don't want to sound too twee, Will, but the walk from the butterfly farm to the town centre is bloody beautiful. Yeah, we've crossed across like a bridge over the Stratford and Avon upon Avon Canal. We've just walked over a lock. Like 50 swans. A couple of theatres, statues all over. It's beautiful. And this is the thing about Stratford. I don't want you to think this. Like, it gets a bit of a bad rap for banging on about Shakespeare all the time. Yeah, like, God, pack it in. <laughs> but it is nice. Where was Marlow born? No idea, don't care. Where did Marlow die? Dunno. Upstairs in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Will Duncan going to die? Wanking. Upstairs in a pub. Wanking. Stop saying wanking. Look at that, he looks like he's holding a penis. Uh, it's very cold. Like My a... fingers are cold. That tree is wearing a knitted jumper. Not to sound like a one-star trip advisor of you, but it is windy. It is windy. I'm starving. I'm really starving too. Where have you chosen for us to go for lunch? Oh, I didn't really actually decide. You had one job. Um, yes, but we we discussed a couple of places, but then when we left, we just sort of walked, and you know, let's just um, let's see how the world takes us. Chicken I'm big. expecting higgledy piggledy streets. Like that, um, like Tudor buildings y type thing, you know, where they have the wood beams yeah, poking out through the bricks. You're talking black and white. I was watching. Oh, look at that street. That's exactly what I was expecting. So we're just look at that higgledy piggledy shop there. That doesn't even fit in a line with the other ones. The Cozy Chic Pet Boutique is a dog clothes shop, William. Oh, I could get a jumper that says Dog Mama. I think if you do that, you're looking for another partner to do this podcast with. You don't want me to have a... I come and pick you up at like 6am to drive to, I don't know, like Cornwall or something to go to the Eden Project. And I stay out and you're wearing a hoodie and like a lilac velvet 
<laughs> that just says dog mama. I'm a dog mama. Oh, and look, I could get Mackie this jumper that says my mummy is my valentine. Her mummy's not a valentine. You stole her away from her mummy. Hey. You paid money to kidnap her away from her mummy. <laughs> it's because her mummy would have beaten her up if she'd stayed. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. It is all very twee. Oh, it's, it's lovely. I do like someone... I've not been to um, Stratford for a while, but what I do like is how everything sort of crows in Shakespeare. So, like, the Indian restaurant was called Thesbians. Um, <laughs> There's a cafe there just called Midsummer Garden. <laughs> Tudor World, experience the past. Tudor Walking World Museum. Syphilis. Every day. Wow. I mean, like, I don't want to go to this museum, but the building itself is insanely cool. Look at the higgledy piggledy courtyard and the gateway. I think ghost tours are something that annoys me. Even more than exploiting butterflies. Have I ever told you about the ghost tour I did in Edinburgh? Or didn't no. do in Edinburgh? All right, so I was up in Edinburgh doing... Um, all killer, no filler. We're doing like a, um, a fundraiser for Monkey Barrel. So obviously Kiri and Rachel were up there. Kiri's boyfriend, good friend of mine, and I went up to do some music. Uh, so we were up in Edinburgh for a couple of days. We had a night free, and there was a ghost tour, bus tour of Edinburgh leaving at midnight it was our last night here let's go so we bought some tickets we got there about 22 and at 10 to the bus creaks along and it stops and the previous guys get off and the guy the guide he's all dressed up like a, a victorian hello there i'm ready to take you we're gonna be a few minutes i think there's a ghost in the engine anyway the bus has broken down <laughs> it's half midnight it's freezing it's october in scotland and this poor bloke, he'll be a 21-year-old actor. He's there just doing his dream fair fucks to him. And he basically has to say, Hello, we're off now as soon as we get the magical carriage. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be fixed. So so if, if you need a if you need if you need a refund, get ye on your magic computer. And on it's www.edinburghosttour.com forward slash refunds. Um you'll need the code. The code will be I just basically fucking bloke <laughs> trying to do admin like Birkin hair. What a sweetheart. Funny. <laughs> Funny bloke. What's house prices around here? Oh, oh Spenny. There's a lot of dogs in Stratford upon Avon. Look at these places. This though. is what I'm picturing. You've got the HSBC bank in the beautiful red brick, and then all the black and white houses. I mean, have you ever seen a sexier Robert Dias? Can we go in on Waterstones and see if they've got my book? Your book? Yeah. Um, it depends. How sad are you going to be if they don't? Really sad. Oh, it's so close to your book. Oh, there's loads of books about clock. Where's oh my, my one? My one's the best very, one. Very few about banging <laughs> Idiots. Well, listen here, Waterstone Stratford upon Avon. You want to know why people only buy online? Because that's where the good books are available. Rare. I've got one of the rare unsigned, but <laughs> obviously your book. <laughs> nah, I've snuck in and signed every page. <laughs> well, William, on your right, some sort of, I don't know, house where some bloke was born. Yeah, we're near the Shakespeare birthplace. Um, it's really, and we're not going there today, but um, 
it's really and not good. just because they didn't reply to our emails but mainly because of that <laughs> uh. but also because you know we're just better than Shakespeare I do quite like I've made up loads of words name six Squeeb <laughs> Norglil Leeloop um, could you Pom Pom Poo Could you do the next two a bit smaller in volume Skunt and ha <laughs> 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 I love those I love those knockoff Harry Potter shots Anyway I'll take a photo of the elves Oh, there's an all-year-round Christmas shop. I love all-year-round Christmas shops. Oh, my God. There's just a cardboard cutout of Mr Bean in that doorway. <laughs> I scared the shit out of me. Oh, I love an all-year-round Christmas shop, William. Yeah? Yeah, I just think it's so nice. You can just have a little bit of Christmas. Have a mulled wine. Do you know what I think? Mulled wine it gets a real bad rap. Does it? Who's bad rapping mulled wine? Who's not having it in July? You can have it in July. Wait, but it's hot. Yeah, I drink tea and coffee in July. Yeah, at breakfast. No, all day long. Mm. I'll occasionally have a breakfast wine. (laughs) (laughs) So, Will, we've stopped for lunch. We decided to have a bit of traditional Stratford-upon-Avon food. What did we go for? Stratford sushi. Stratford sushi. Decided to just have a little bit of sushi. To end our day trip, we've had a lovely wander around, a little bit of spring sunshine, like it's freezing, but there's a bit of sun. Yeah, like I, it's nicer to be outside looking, inside looking out um, than it is outside, freezing in the sun. Yeah, Will's doing that thing because we're the only people in this restaurant, he's talking very quietly so he doesn't disturb the other diners. Mm. Chewing loudly though, isn't he? Um, Will, have you had a nice time in Stratford-upon-Avon? I have. I will come back in a heartbeat. Me as well. Should we go and chat to Georgia and find out why she loves the town? That is a superb idea. Over to you, me. And there we go. What a lovely time we had in Stratford. We are now joined with the lovely Georgia Tennant. Hello, Georgia. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. I, I regret saying the lovely. I sound like a 90s game show host. I quite enjoyed it, to be honest. It's a bit presumptuous that I'm lovely, but I'm glad that you went there rather than a different word you could have used. See, we Perfect. don't let anyone on the podcast that's not lovely, though. The aim oh, of this podcast good. is okay, like, great. how can you make the most wholesome content that you can? Is it edgy? Okay. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> thank you. Um, how are you? Thank you very much for sending us to Stratford. We had a lovely time. We had a great time. We had a good time, yeah. Why Stratford then? Why was that your pick? I feel like Stratford is it in my life is a bit all roads lead to Stratford. Like I remember going there on a school trip. I don't remember much about it, but I remember (laughs) that I went. (laughs) Obviously didn't make a massive impact on me when I was about 11. Um, I think it was obviously something to do with Shakespeare. Yeah, Um, always is, isn't it? Bloody Shakespeare. Bloody Shakespeare. And, and then I found myself back there, slightly against my will. When I, I started dating my now husband, then boyfriend, he was doing a play there. And so and I just learned to drive. And the only place that I knew how to drive to, because I was sort of trying to yeah. learn my boyfriend, <laughs> was to drive to Stratford. So I would do it like twice a week. I couldn't really drive anywhere else. But I just knew that road because it's sort of a straight line, isn't it? You can't really go wrong. I would always be in the slow lane. It would take me a really long time. 
Um, and then I would, I'd be forced to go and watch Shakespeare plays. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand Shakespeare. I am. Um... I think I went on a school trip to see your then boyfriend, now husband, in a play in Stratford. Oh, that's quite, oh, look at that. Synergy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Synergy. like that. What, all... what play was it? I think it was Macbeth set in World War One. but I'll be honest with you, I don't remember much about it apart from I kissed Hannah Lester. Um, oh. Girl from my school. I don't, I don't know what you're doing now. I wish her well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get to kiss Hannah when I went to Stratford. I think I'd love it even more if I had done. She sounds great. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so that just I would spend like a lot of time in Stratford wandering around whilst I was because either it was I'd have to watch the show, which was brilliant. But you know, Hamlet on repeat is a bit, is a bit yeah. Hard. No matter how much you fancy a potential boyfriend, there's only so many times you can watch Hamlet. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I put the work in, it was like 27 times I saw it, you know. Oh my god. We really liked him. Get on with it, Hamlet. <laughs> be or not be, just do it in less time. Okay. <laughs> See, this is where I'm grateful that I married an improv comedian and the set is like 20 minutes maximum. I'm not doing <laughs> three hours of Shakespeare. <laughs> I really put the work in. You did. <laughs> but then I would find myself on the days where I didn't want to sit through it again. Sorry, enjoy it. Yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs> I would find myself wandering around Stratford trying to find stuff to do. So I would go to sort of historic buildings and tea rooms and ghost walks and there's a, I sort of think any place that has an all year round Christmas shop is sort of the best place yeah. in the world, right? Did yeah, I or did I not it. say that when we walked past it, Will? Yeah, I, I think you said that. And I said in a nicotine withdrawal way, yeah, whatever, let's go and get some lunch. So I, I, I'm sorry, I was one of the bad guys there. Actually, I think you got quite sad that mulled wine wasn't a year round um, delight. Have you ever worked in Stratford? Or is it like a purely like escape from work sort of place? I haven't worked in Stratford because like I said, I don't understand Shakespeare. So no. I think I'm doing uh... it. Um, I, I, like I'd like to, but for me, it feels a bit like a skill I'll never have. Do you think the people of Stratford ever just wish they could have some plays that weren't Shakespeare though? Maybe you should just bust in and be like, you guys must be sick to the back teeth of this. Here's some other plays. Let's pick this stuff up. Yeah. The RSC does educating Rita. I'd watch yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, Matilda is where, that's where it started. And that was sort of, I suppose, it's most famous non-Shakespeare thing. And if you're going to have a non-Shakespeare thing, probably the most successful musical of the last sort of 20 years yeah mm. yeah they're good at what they do they're good at what they do yeah it's, but no it's I mean a... I would love to be I'd love to be that person I just know my limitations and I'm not that person <laughs> yeah. well you'll just find me in the tea room or at the Christmas shop probably what's your favorite tea room they sort of leave a bit the same yeah, it's it's all, you know, it's yeah. weird. It's a bit like a theme park, sort of like dumped in a sort of yes. Saxon town, market town. It's it's quite. I like the juxtaposition of that, though. That's quite appealing. Like you know, Shakespeare's house next to a Starbucks. Yeah, that because <laughs> I like history, but I also want a nice, you know, soy latte with caramel. Oh, so I was I just going to say, what what's your beverage and snack of choice? I'm not consistent. It, oh, I love it. Yeah. So I, so I, so for Christmas, in my going back to the mulled wine situation, I would always go gingerbread latte. I wouldn't have that. In delicious. 
So I guess it depends on the time of year. I'm very susceptible to advertising. So if there's a pretty picture, I'm like, yeah, that I need that one. Yeah. I've recently started in coffee shops, and this has been an absolute game changer, because I'm quite boring when it comes to coffee. Most of the time it's just black coffee. But now right. I'm adding like a shot of vanilla or hazelnut, but just to an Americano. And it it makes the mornings nice. <laughs> but that's sugar for you, I suppose. Is that the sort of, is that your sort of post-traumatic stress thing? Is it's like you've gone, I'm going to put some vanilla in my coffee. That's it. Like a lot of people are having sort of therapy, but your, yours is sort of coffee-based. Oh yeah, completely. I've not dealt with any of my issues and I really am finding bad weight. We're talking booze, cigarettes, and now vanilla flavoured sugar. (laughs) Sugar in my coffee. I'd like to say, if there are any therapists listening, please email us, nationaltreasurepodcast at gmail.com and let me know what I can do about William. Um... (laughs) In my my Edinburgh show in 2019, I was talking about my relationship as an adult with my childhood imaginary friends. And there was one guy who was enjoying it a lot more than everyone else. It was going very well. And I stopped the show to point, like, I'm really sorry, mate. Like, I wrote this show and I don't like it as much as you seem to be <laughs> enjoying it. What's going on? And he said, oh, it's really, I'm really sorry. It's just that I'm a psychologist and you're the most fascinating person I've met in about two years. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I had imaginary friends. Really? Yeah. They're... Yeah. I had three imaginary friends. Like, and then, I mean, I was an only child and I've had, you know, five children. You can see what's happened there. But when I was younger, obviously I couldn't, I was too young to have kids. So I created invisible people I would spend all my time with. So I think I would have really liked your show. It's a sign of intelligence having three. Uh, Because like, it's way, I'm sorry, this is completely off topic, but very interesting. Did Um, we have a topic? Imagine me friends, they they help you like deal with emotions that you would if you had friends or as a child you don't. But if you have multiple, it means that you're aware of the different facets of your brain. So you compartmentalise different things. So Georgia, you are medically super smart. Mm. Thank you for inviting me on. That's all right. (laughs) My sister had an imaginary husband when she was little. And then (laughs) one day our babysitter asked her where he'd got, I can't think it was called Pete or something. And and she she killed him off in a car crash. (laughs) Wow. Bit much. Yeah. I never had imaginary friends. It was just, I was too like serious as a child and because my imagination's not very good and I've not got a very visual imagination I just couldn't see them so I was like well they're not there I can think about people but like you know I was too like pragmatic as a child very straight laced no I could do it now I don't know what that would say about the state of my marriage and friendships if I was like (laughs) do you know what nah I'll I'll make up some of my own (laughs) imagine if next time we hang out you're like sorry well I'm having a chat with uh Klaus (laughs) in the back start introducing some new characters to the podcast we we went to the butterfly farm obviously and we had a lovely time if you Mm. could be a bug what kind of a bug would you be i would be i don't know what they're called but they're they look like ladybirds but they're not ladybirds they're Mm. the ones that invade your house and are poisonous on the outside so you think oh pretty that's a ladybug and then as you go to touch it, you realise it's one of the fake ladybugs and it's trying to kill you. Because I just quite like that. I feel like it's a sort of supervillain type of bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to do social touching. Like, you know, when you're out in public and people are a bit handsy and you're like, oh, don't touch me. Um, you... I'm not over that. Pan- the pandemic, actually, I now feel like I've got a justified reason to not hug or kiss anyone. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Asian lady beetles, that. they're called. 
They're called what? Asian lady beetles. Well, that's me. I'm an Asian lady beetle. I love it. And if you're one of those instead of a butterfly, you don't have to turn into soup in the middle of your life. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm really impressed that you went to see the um, butterflies because I don't think I'd be able to do that. I think I, I think I find it a bit creepy. I did Google it actually to sort of, you know, get my mm. standing on where you'd been. Some of them are absolutely massive. Yeah, oh massive. yeah. And they dive on your head. I'm not going to yeah. lie. The episode people have just listened to is a lot of me squealing as they come <laughs> too near my hair. <laughs> we really played the big man <laughs> until we were attacked. No. By the Luftwaffe of bugs. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I would not be able to do that. Ah, oh, thank you. We had a lovely time. Well, thank Good. you so much for sending us that, and thank you for chatting to us this morning. We're really grateful. Um, have you got anything you want to plug? I know you're on Instagram and Twitter and stuff, but I have to imagine people are more likely to be following you than us. So it's probably not that helpful. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, should I just plug your podcast then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> very welcome thanks for having me on and thank you for you know trusting me to come up with somewhere you should visit for the day because that could have gone very wrong I felt quite a lot of pressure no you see I thought you were a good person because I know the first time we messaged was um I was gigging in Chiswick and you were there and you just went you like you sent me a message and it was something like I thought oh I'd send that to someone you were like I'm on a night out that could have been a disaster thank you so much for being there and I was like babe I feel you don't worry <laughs> well thank you thank you very much Georgia Tennant everyone and that's it from us thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with another episode of the National Treasures podcast Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.